0: hello wonderful people let us become aware of the presence of god and it will make a huge difference in our lives it is friday october 21st 2022 in my world in ontario canada it's a beautiful friday the end of the week which i know all of us are looking forward to we are continuing with a topic on marriage i believe you've learned a lot on the previous podcast if you haven't, I will encourage you to go and listen to I have no doubt in my mind that you or the one who are standing in for the marriage will begin to enjoy your marriage, not endure. Let us learn about the subconscious mind, the laws of the mind, universal laws and principles, actions and reactions, the law of karma and all that. And our marriage will be blossom will will be glorious as usual let's stay in the garden the garden of eden with an open mind and a receptive heart as a as the lord talks through me to talk to you and the world on the topic we are still continuing continuing where we left from so i won't read um the 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 text again it's it's still the same text so i will read it yeah Come with me, come with me as you did last week and let us do it to the glory of God. Marriage, just like any other venture, must be, paid, must be based on a solid foundation for it to succeed. A house without a strong foundation is destined to collapse at the threat of any common passing Every individual, both the man and the woman, must have a foundation which the marriage should be built. This foundation in marriage is universal to all. No one can avoid the foundation to have a successful marriage. The pillar of foundation upon which every marriage must be based on is love. Without love, there's no marriage, and that will not succeed. Remember, love conquers and covers all things. It covers a multitude of sin. So with this in mind, it's a to observe that, majority if not all African marriages are not marriages at all but the matter of a master-servant relationship The element of love was not there in the marriage, but the marriage was established on the wishes of the parents, cultures, religions, and even traditions The woman had no say in the marriage. Woman is considered to be a second-class citizen the man takes the decision with his family with his best friend and comes home very late the woman has no right to concede divorce or anything even though she's not happy in the marriage it's a lot that goes on with the with the woman but she has no right to voice it out in the marriage the man has sweeping powers and authorities um, such as taking additional wives but the woman the lady has not such marriages are full of trouble because the day the woman points out, it's it, 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 it's a sad and it's a lot. So in this marriage, on the surface, the woman appeared to be appeared that there are no issues. But as I said, the day she voice out, the day she points out the feelings, it's a sad and a whole lot, and nobody can contain it. This is typical marriage in the village in Africa. It is when the ladies go to school or travel to the city they polish they polish up with the western stuff. But um, up until then, it is something else. So the typical African, well, the typical African is naturally secretive, both the man and the wife. They are not prepared to open up to each other at all. When this happens, there's no joy or play in the marriage. Each party takes every joke very expensive. Subconsciously, the marriage of Africans is not even based on, on unconditional love, but tradition, cultures, uh, religion, and what the families and relatives will get in the marriage. That is their priority. That is the main concern, which needs to change. So Consciously Africans don't hold the right concept of marriage Their marriage is not based on love; It's based on cultures religion uh, Tradition and something else. It's only when they come to the village or it's When they come to the city or go to school or travel outside that's when they polish things up Some women are looking for men to take care of them and much more. There was a story where the woman married a rich man. Because of this man's riches, the man barely stays at home because he has to make money every day. And this man didn't like it. The supposed wife didn't like it. The way the man doesn't stay at home. She doesn't even know the job this man does. Even though it's a big house, she has a car, she has the base, she has everything at her disposal. According to her, she's not happy. She has no peace, she's always afraid. So She wanted somebody to stay in the house and the man told her, you can have it too. You can only have one. So whenever she tries to pick a conversation with this man, the man gets very upset. This lady wanted to have her cake and have it too. The lady wants to eat her cake and have it too, but it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. So she wants to have the material things and wants the man to stay in the house too and she can't have that the truth the truth of life is that true happiness is from within true happiness is from within but not without she's going against the flow of life she only has to use the truth to save herself but the question is is this lady ready for the truth i don't know and i can't force her too it's a choice she has to make whether she will allow her ego or her higher self to reign or rule her forcing her to take her dignity forcing her is taking a dignity and right from her and that is not how i work god doesn't force anyone but he has given us choices and that is what makes us different from animals so she's a course to and every other thing is the effect true happiness is not immaterial or other things now she's got to what she wants so what is the problem she wanted uh material things the cars, the maze, the house and everything. She's gotten it, but she's still not happy. She wants the man to stay with her. And no, it doesn't work like that. And she's a cause. As I said earlier, she's a cause and the husband is a effect. Material or outer things are a product of something else. This lady entered the marriage not necessarily because of love, but because of what you gain. And it's called marriage of, of convenience. And that is what many marriages are like Many marriages of today People enter into the marriages because of what they will gain but not of love So when the love is not in the marriage, guess what certain time the other things Will go away and the wrong thing surfaces and people are having difficulty For many people When they don't get the material or other things they are looking for in the marriage, they begin to nag, nagging things into something else. Thoughts are things and what you focus on gets bigger or expands. And when one doesn't get what one wants, one one could only seek divorce and that is what is happening in many marriages. So um, my advice to the young girls is that don't go into the marriage because of material and other things go into the marriage with love the subconscious mind in everyone is a faithful servant that carries out any suggestion given to him he the subconscious mind works positively and negatively as a matter of fact the problem of unhappiness the and all other problems in marriages can be traced to one common factor just like other life challenges and it's a lack of understanding of the workings of the subconscious mind. It's a lack of the understanding of the workings of the subconscious mind. Because your subconscious mind produces in your afterlife what you think. What you think you create, what you feel you attract, and what you imagine you become. What you focus on gets bigger or expands in your life. That is the truth. And nobody. Nobody can change that. It's a law. Most so most men and women believe their current partners were the bad ones and went on to seek divorce to marry new ones. The truth is within months or years, the same issue they encountered with the previous one have all of a sudden reappeared. This is the working of the subconscious mind. It is simply the law of causation, cause and effect. And it, it has to be addressed with the individual. Otherwise, the individual will continue to attract. Like attracts like. That is why I love James Allen, the British philosopher. He says, men do not attract what they do want, but who they are. You do not attract what you are, want, but who you are, who you are inside, mentally, internally, spiritually. So you attract it. Many ladies have discovered, and many ladies have divorced and re-entered marriages multiple times, but they, ne- they are never happy about their partners. Why? Simply because they have not dealt with the cause. It's the same thing, which is a particular subconscious belief from the family life. Some people enter into the marriage with a deep fear of being cheated by their partners due to a, due to a family friend or relative past experience. They dwell on these false beliefs in their mind to that extent that it seeks them into their subconscious mind. Again, the subconscious mind is a faithful servant who will see to it that condition that you think of is objectified in your outer experience, in the person's outer experience, outer world. Again, the law of causation is in operation. Whatever you sow, in the soul of your mind so shall you reap so if you sow corn you expect to harvest corn if you sow rice you expect to harvest rice if you sow negativity expect to harvest negativity if you sow positivity about marriage expect to harvest positivity that is the law and nobody can change the law so above all else when the Bible says guard your heart For everything you do flows from it. It is true. And you can find that in Proverbs. And what Job says, he said, But the things which I greatly feared came upon me. Some people view their marriage as wrong or negative because of what they saw their mother. Some people view marriage as wrong or negative because of what they saw their mother, father, or relative go through. They emotionalize the pain. And this pain is them havoc in their marital life they imagine and experience what they don't want in their marriages they are the cause and all other things are the effect to them marriage is toilet marriage is full of trouble and married there are no good men out there because of that is what they because of what they witnessed growing up that is their mindset growing up and their subconscious minds breaks into their the after experience. So I solve the marriage issue from the root, not the surface at all. There's no doubt that the complete understanding of the preparations of the subconscious mind, the loss of the mind, action and reaction, and uh, the law of karma and faithful adaptation will not only restore, will not only restore marriages, but it will also bring peace to every area of our lives, our communities and even nations and the world. And I always ask people, is marriage a policy made by politicians, social media, or the government? In our normal lives, if someone offers you something that is fake, not the original, will will, will you be that happy and appreciative? Let me make it more practical. If a friend offers you Gucci belt or Tommy Hilfiger jeans, and later you realize that it was fake, what would be your reaction the one million dollar question you and I should ask each other is Why is it that men and women of today don't want to go to the original? Which is God of infinite intelligence who created them when it comes to their marriages? Again, the interesting and baffling thing is that society and our environment today have redefined marriage over cause perfect ideal marriage plan and yet when things don't go on world well in your marriage they turn round and blame God. Does it make sense, my dear one listening to me? It doesn't at all. It doesn't. It is like having a severe pain in any part of your body, but one is not willing to go to the hospital, but rather taking it to the auto shop to get it looked at. It doesn't make sense. The truth fundamental of marriage, which cannot be found anywhere other than the good book, or scriptures, or the Bible, whichever you want to call it, it said, a man shall leave his mother and father and shall be joined to his wife, and the two become one flesh. One flesh. And this time, you realize that marriage is a gift from God, and no one, and no one. So the blessings of God, it makes us rich, and He asks us through to it. And I love the way i fox put it. He said, God, good, can only cause good things. The same fountain cannot cause both sweet and bitter water. God is Godward, upward, forward, onward. And that is not his nature at all. That is not God's nature. God can bless you today and curse you tomorrow. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He changes not. God doesn't depend on us. We do we god doesn't rely on us we do so when people blame god i don't understand i don't understand at all so please listen very well and don't blame god again but trace everything to yourself and begin to take responsibility and accountability for your own actions and deeds so sex in marriage or sex done with the right spouse is divine beautiful amazing and indeed emotional it is the love that binds the two to become one flesh. True love is indeed golden. Many are not aware of this, and they lose the joy and pleasure. So they don't experience the true love and fundamentals of marriage at all. Their marriages ends up on a dead rock or a dead end. Sex and marriage. Sex and marriage binds the two as one flesh, as scripture pointed out. Especially when one has had a stressful day at work, appointment, outside or anywhere, when the spouse needs sex, the other spouse need not to punish the other with it. When one needs sex and the spouse needs it too, there should be no shyness or stretching of light at all because that is what... There should be none of this at all because that is what was side for. So there be, you not know, be shyness or stretching off for plight. The room has to be clean, meet, and one has to be invited. Each spouse or the aggrieved spouse should be able to put his or her unresolved issue aside or stress aside and perform the act of sex as they do that house with the forgiveness, healing process, clarity, and understanding. they do that house with the healing that house with the forgiveness healing process clarity and understanding the fact that you haven't headed it before that doesn't mean it's not true it's true today infinite intelligence is showing us so many things so many things we do not know so later on when the spouse go back to the stress to work he or she will be able to see the difference because the spouse have brought in love and love covers and conquers and covers a multitude of things. That's all. So in this case, the, pa- the spouse is not thinking of the boss, colleague, or whatever happened at work that made him so stressful, which annoyed him or upset him or her so much to bring the anger home to the innocent wife or innocent husband or the children, but have intelligently forgotten about it and preoccupied his or her mind with something enjoyable and sweet, which is sex. This is the role sex plays in marriages. And this is what we call intelligent living, not to be low to negativity, or thinking negativity, negatively about something unpleasant but rising above it, because that individual, the, the, yeah, because the individual understands he or she understands very well that what you focus on gets bigger or expands, either positive or negative. So, sex also breaks the couple in agreement of mind rather than prolonged argument or look ahead. Sex makes one more relaxed and calm. That is what sex is meant for in a marriage. Many married men and women are rather cheating themselves, which is sad and pathetic. Second, the last thing couples wants to indulge in when they marry. We want to, when they were dating, they were craving for it so bad. All oh, is coming from the ego. So when people come to me, I teach them about the ego very well. When one is going through a tough time or uh, at loggerhead ahead, most of the time, spouses tells me the last thing they want to think or, what is sex? And I say to these couples if sex is the last thing you want to think of, or it's not on your mind, why won't your stress level go up? Why won't you have high blood pressure? Why won't your high blood pressure also go up? Go up. Because you or the individual is denying God's gift, which is sex in marriage. That you cannot be relaxed. I was written with people that if you are the spouse saying no to sex, then why do you or your spouse turn around and blame God too? Does it make sense? Most couples say we never thought of it that way and change. Some people allow their egos to reign and rule them too much. It causes them harm, which they don't know. I kill I killed my ego in shelters. It's simple. If a spouse doesn't want sex, sex during loggerheads or finding it difficult to say sorry, it's all because of ego. It's all because of the ego. He or she is feeling so proud to let things go, to let things die, rather than saying sorry. So what you focus on in the negativity expires 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 is that what we want regardless the spouse should be able to say to his or her spouse let us have sex to get me relaxed or calm over this issue because this is how god instituted locker between couples sex is for solving issues in the marriage locker tension argument whatever that is the role sex place in the marriage. That is why it's golden and emotional. So when a spouse is able to say this, that the higher self or spirit is ruling or reigning him on her, if it's difficult for one to say it, then we all know ego is ruling, ruling and reigning him on her too. See how a lot of people don't like it. They shy away. Actually, in difficult times, in locker-heads and when they are going through arguments, lockheads, and all that, they don't want to. They don't even want to say sorry. However, these people prefer to drink excessively to make poor choices, bad choices, which leads them, him or her, to more trouble or smoke, which affects the person's health. They justify it and say they want to forget about the issue But you and I know they don't forget about any, any issue they, they also don't want sex which God has instituted all because of ego All because of ego That is why I said in my previous podcast It is the ego Ego plays tricks and games on the individual To keep the possession of power And it pleases. The ego immensely when he or she, when the ego is in control, even though the individual like constantly experiencing pain, frustration, and also the individual prefers the ego to control him, to reign him, to rule him, other than succumbing to the higher spirit or higher self. But when couples come to me and I explain it to them, they get it, first they didn't get it, that was why so much was going on. But when they come to me, I take my time and I explain things to them. And they are like, oh, I never thought of it this way. So it's having unconditional love, my dear. Tell the Lord to open your mental or spiritual eyes and mind to see and learn sex properly. If you want to enjoy your marriage, all this while, we can see, or you can see the harm you have caused yourself, or your your the one going through the marital issue has caused to him or himself. Sex, sex is not meaning enjoyment, but prolonged one between the couples. Sex in marriage, done in the right way, takes away the worry takes away fear, takes away stress, tiredness, depression, nagging, complaints, arguments, divorce, and all sorts of negative emotions. Sex, sex brings joy to your soul and brings perfect peace that passes all understanding to the couple. Thus love and joy reflects on the children too. They are not moody, but they are smart in every way. Peace cannot be bought or purchased, but created in messy situations. Husband and a wife at each other's throat. One has to calm down. One comes down because he or she suddenly realizes that the ego is controlling him or her and says sorry. The word sorry, which goes a long way to diffuse tension. He or she wants sex to calm him or her down, to forget about the issue, which the spouse should not deny him or her off. This is huge and higher truth. But majority of people don't know this truth at all. Has many beats about the bush all the time on TV, social media and everywhere. I observe a lot, but I don't speak. I observe a lot, but I don't speak. In sex. Good communication is important. The spouse should be able to open up to the other and tell the other one what he or she wants, so is the other one. So And so is the other spouse. Each, each partner or each spouse should be able to open up. There must be understanding in all areas. No one should fall shy of the other because it's God's gift. Remember, the two shall be one flesh. So both couples must learn and stay together. Both couples must learn Stay together, pray together, and tell each other what one wants. This is the beauty of marriage. Again, remember, the two will become one flesh. So each couple must lay together, stay together, pray together, and do everything together. And tell each other what one wants. That's the beauty of marriage. It is during sex, the man feels like a man, despite his negativities. And the woman's self-esteem and confidence is increased. The woman doesn't second guess herself in any way because her husband makes her feel good, and and is confident in what she does, based on what the man tells her. Everything is fair and prolonged. No one cheats the other because love, which is God, is at the center of the marriage. If after sex That decision affecting the family is after sex. That decisions affecting the family are taken and serious decisions in general are discussed and taken. During this time, unconditional love has been shared. The two has become one flesh. There's agreement of minds. Minds are fresh. So this is the time this pal voice out what is on his or her heart. Checks are signed easily. It is not when one has had a stressful day at work The spouse bothers him or her, or family. yeah. When it is when one. It is not when one has had a stressful day at work the spouse bothers him with family discussions and family decisions. In all good timing is very important. God says, if you lack wisdom, ask him. Have you or the individual going through marital issues as the Lord of the wisdom? You see why your marriages are failing. I sit down with people, and we talk a lot, and I receive a lot of wisdom from divine intelligence. Everything is of the mind. So when the mind is not at peace, it results in so many things. When there are negative emotions, mental impurities, or drugs, anger, bitterness, resentment, um, grudges, unforgiveness, a a lot against your spouse or anyone. You can never be at peace. Despite all you do, medicine or the recommendation from renowned experts, nothing will work. You'll be more frustrated. Perhaps whatever the expert tells you, it will work for some time, but it will surely resurface. some So I always ask the question, what do you want? In Africa, we were taught and still being taught is the work of mummy water, evil spirits and all sorts. No, 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 It's a, it, it, it's not none of them at all. Treat everything to yourself and begin to take responsibility and accountability for your actions and deeds. Life is about choices. God doesn't punish anyone. We punish ourselves with the choices make in life. Sex is from God and it's to married couples. And when couples don't understand, they suffer accordingly. All other things I don't know and I can't comment on it. People want me to justify the use of taking medicine to make the men potent and the sex toys and all other things. I tell them I can't. I have a job description I work with. I am as a citizen of the universe. I think and do things in a different way, which is the originality of things, as God intended. My mentors didn't teach me that, so obviously I can't comment about something I wasn't taught. What I know is the hidden truth of life, is that everything is of the mind, and when the mind is not at peace, it results in so many things, and everything is an inside job, And every enlightened person would not fail to tell you this. Every enlightened person would not fail to tell you this, except those who want to hide under the carpet or hide the truth. But every enlightened person knows this truth. I pity those who don't do the sex the right way. These people think they are being smart and wiser than God, but not at all. Their subconscious mind creates all these negative experiences for them to experience based on what they think. All I know is an individual brings doom and gloom on him or herself when sex is not done in the proper way. Now there's unfounded or erroneous expression about sex I want to correct. It's all over in our world that if you don't perform the act, you are not skillful. Your spouse will leave you, as so many other things are here. So young people want to experiment it before going into marriage. This has made young boys and girls very scared. And if you're a young boy or a young girl listening to me, hear me out. And hear me out very well. It is not true. It is not true. I encourage you to seek what the Bible says but not the opinions of the world. In her normal life, who wants a second-hand product? If you're a lady listening to me, the price tag you place on yourself is what the world gives you. Put an expensive price tag on you. Price tag not of money, but of values and principles. Give people the opportunity to share in who you are. Love yourself. This means acknowledge the presence and the power of God in you first, and give people the opportunity to share who you really are. If you don't love yourself, who should love you first? Your boyfriend. It doesn't work that way, unfortunately. No wonder the boy tells you he loves you, but you will date other girls or sleep around. You are the cause, and the boy is the effect. Change the way you think and change your life. Don't open yourself to anyone after marriage. Ladies, young girls, listen to me. If you don't have money, go and look for a job and don't give yourself cheaply, easily, foolishly to men and think you are cool. You are not. These men don't love you. It's all lust. They laugh at you in their closet. They boast in their closet. They have put you down. I don't have respect for men who walk, who walk from one lady to the other. Validate yourself whether you are slave or big and give people the opportunity to share in who you really are simply because you are created in the image and likeness of God this is the whole intention of God for marriage for mankind thinking we are wiser and smarter than God have created over God's intention for marriage through societal norms, social media, peer pressure, TV, radio and much more and people are suffering it is a society that was slim people making one feel they don't belong or not worthy big people too they belong to god everyone is an expression of god whether slave or big so validate yourself know who you truly are and don't allow anyone to put you down or second guess yourself (laughs) and my position as a child of god as a citizen of the universe a treasured daughter of god let me teach you something you know, you may know, or you may not know. We are all energy in a, in a larger field of energy. We are the microcosm, and God is the macrocosm. If, if an individual tries to step out, even though that individual says, I don't believe in God or anything, it don't happen, simply because we are all born from the same source. It is a source that keeps everyone alive sex is a sacred thing but the media and the world have made it enjoyable and they make it seem every teenager and everyone can indulge in it they are rules governing sex and it can be found in the bible and if an individual breaks them he or she suffers the consequences it's simply a choice one makes and one yeah it's simply a choice one makes hence i don't understand why many blame god for the the predicament of this. God doesn't punish anyone. We punish ourselves due to the choices we make. Get it right, my dearly beloved. God doesn't punish anyone. We punish ourselves due to the choices we make. Get it right, my dearly beloved. Sex is a sacred union to achieve spiritual enlightenment. That is why if you perform the act with the wrong person, Breaking up is difficult because it's very traumatic, emotional, and full of excruciating pain. So abstinence is what I would advise. Abstinence, abstain, abstinence is the best. So you dot your eyes and cross your teeth, so you marry. So, like attracts like. I talk to a lot of people, both young and old, these people follow and copy blindly. I always question people, don't blame God, Life is a matter of choices. Life is a matter of choices. God has given you a mind to think. I don't do people's thinking for them either. I give them the truth. I expose them to the truth as I'm doing. And I have a job description I work with and explain and ask people to go and think and come back. But at the end of the day, I I tell people, it's not about how they think things should be or want things to be. Or... One things to be, but it's not about how the things to be at all. It's about how things are done and how things works in the universe. All is all, all is thought, all is love and order in the universe. All is all, all is thought, all is law and order in the universe. So you are coming in alignment, in tune, in sync to save yourself free. So I always ask people, do you want to save your marriage or do you still want to go ahead with a divorce? But I get a lot of people telling me they want to save their marriage. And that is what you do too, save your marriage with a subconscious mind principle. As a relationship expert, when young ladies or men come to me for consultation, I make it very clear to them and they are always very surprised. They always say, I never thought of it that way. Oh, I didn't know what, I didn't know that I was part of the problem, so I should be be willing to be part of the solution too. After exposing them to the truth, they always say, I wasn't thinking of it this way, or I was looking at it for my spouse, and and it takes two to marry. I always tell them, marriage, I jeopardize simply because people go into the marriage with a wrong mindset. It is about time to introduce the workings of the subconscious mind. Most people have no concept of the agreement of mind at all. People feel and say there are no good or brilliant partners out there, so they are always scared, and even if they happen to find a partner, they don't go into the marriage with their body, soul and spirit. They are like timid partners, one heart in and another heart out, and thinking in the negative terms of the draft, so they attract such things in their marriages. Remember what you said. What I greatly fear came upon me. So this is not the working of any demons or relatives. It is one's thinking that I attracted misunderstanding into the marriage. You are the product of your choices and your thoughts. Change your thinking and change your life. My dear fellow, everything in our lives falls down to the mind, and if we fail to recognize that, then it is our own fault. It has been greatly said, a man or a woman is said to be properly living when they begin to figure out things themselves. I have the question for you. I have this question for you. When will you begin to figure things out for yourself instead of coping blindly or following opinions of others or peer pressure? When will will you begin to be part of the minority have a mind of your own to live intelligently creatively responsibly as the maker intended for you when so this is what the scripture means by taking the narrow way not the broad way going up i always take the narrow way up until now you can do it too because you can do things through christ who strengthens you through the power within that strengthens you Many people in our world today are cohabiting in their marriages or enduring their marriages simply because the word love, good communication and compromise, which is the basis of marriage, has been completely wiped out and replaced with greed, selfishness, money, material things and much more. Many people, especially the young ones of today, go into the marriage to marry the partner not for who the partner is, what the partner has. Since their priority and love is on material things, when these things are no longer in their marriage, the love, they, they, then the love goes down completely. The love goes down completely, and then the problem starts. Can I simply advise the young ones that whenever you are asked to make a choice between a potential partner with money and a potential partner without money but with brains, go for the partner with brains, simply because the partner with brains would definitely attract money. And the amazing thing is that you build it together. That is the beauty of marriage. You do things together. You learn together. You pray together. You stay together. You do everything together. You build together. So when people are telling me that you have to experiment sex, uh, otherwise you are not careful, I don't know what they are talking about. It's, it's a lie, it's humanity's ignorance. Please don't fall for it if you are listening to me as a gay, young person, as a young person. Don't listen to it at all. Go to the Bible where the truth is and follow the truth. So marriages are in jeopardy also because of financial lack and money in the relationship. I've witnessed so many marriages in the West where out of competition. Either the young ones marrying or their parents push them to go for all sorts of loans, overdrafts, and credit cards to do such an expensive and an extravagant wedding that when the married couple start life, there are huge debts ahead of them. And when there's no agreement of mind, the marriage ends up on a dead rock. I'm not against expensive or extravagant wedding, but what I'm against is people especially especially the young ones who don't have the means, but out of empty pride and competition, are forced to do things they can't afford, just to please their parents, or whatever the reason might be to them. The right mindset is, go according to your means. Some other people see the red flags in their relationship, infidelity, unnecessary misunderstanding, quarrels, etc. I get that a lot, Something told me I knew. I felt it strongly, etc. It's all coming from your intuition. So listen and pay attention. If you want a good marriage, it's your intuition. There's still small voice of God talking to you. So pay attention. Don't shut it down anymore. So don't go into the marriage with the assurance that you can change your partner. You can't. This is the wrong mindset. You cannot change anyone except yourself simply because you haven't created a human being before. Again, you simply can't remake your partner into second edition of yourself, but compromise and adjustment is the right mental attitude to have. Haven't you seen or heard of most pastors? Most partners report either the individual's wife or husband to their friends, family members, and even church elders, and yet the partners get worse. Some even go to the extent of praying and fasting for their partners, to change, yet the partners get worse. They, they, they are good for some time, but they get worse the following day. Forget that, it takes two people to let marriage work. So they should accept that they're part of the problem and so should be willing to be part of the solution too. The principle is 100% guaranteed. Change begins from oneself. Change begins from within or from oneself. You change people at the soul level. But not at the personality level. But there's no one to change really because no one does your thinking or breathing for you. Also, you haven't created a human being before. If you try to change your partner or your spouse, your marriage will fail woefully. That is what a lot of people don't know. If you want your partner to be kind, love, and patient, be that first and attract him or her into your life. Others also have the wrong conception that if they are able to get men of God, church leaders, the pope, bishop and deacons and the important people in the community to bless their marriage and attend their marriage, then their marriage is a blessed one. It's not true. Haven't you heard of many marriages that they had practice the they head practices and all important people in the community attended the either the marriage and uh, attended the marriage? And the marriage ended up in dead robes. or the couples are just cohabiting and enduring their marriage. People are missing the vital ingredient in marriage, and that is agreement of minds, which is based on love. If one enters into marriage and there are issues, never blame God. Never blame God. God never sends you anything but good. Fix the cause, and the effect will be great. What you sow is what you reap. That is the universal law. You can't sow corn and reap rice. if you sow negativity you reap negativity if you sow positivity you reap positivity it all comes through your thinking so remember your subconscious mind is what you based on the way you think it's your beautiful servant and it works either the positive or negative you are either your own savior or your own devil above all else god gave us choices and, fuel, and that is what makes us different from animals. Catch this concept very well and you be at peace in your marriage with everyone. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two shall be one flesh. This verse defines the key meaning of marriage. At a point in time, a man and woman must leave their parents to join in holy matrimony to the woman. And in holy matrimony, the way a man and a woman go about clinging to each other is very crucial on your marriage. The fact that the Bible says a man and a woman must cling together does not mean any man or woman can live together as husband and wife. The fact that the Bible says a man and woman must cling together does not mean any man or any woman can live together as husband and wife. A lot of people are ignorant of this fact and have defined their own marriages. No wonder most marriages don't last and are full of problems. Many married couples today are just cohabited. They are just, there are no such thing as real love. And the innocent children suffer accordingly. It's appalling and embarrassing. It's appalling and embarrassing to see how married men talk and treat their wives. However, when they go out, they are very nice and gentle to other ladies in the offices and outside. Some married women are so rude in every way. They are prepared to neglect their home duties and portray themselves as angels in the house of God to all pastors and other different men they meet outside. Is that not hypocrisy on both sides? Most men are also secretive. They are suffering. But you don't know what is wrong with them. People fail to realize that marriage is a gift. They fail to realize that marriage is a gift from God, not from not from politicians, friends, community, online, on social media. The Bible says, "Every good and perfect, every good and perfect is from above." So the Book of James also says. God will never send you anything bad. God will never send anything bad to your children. And therefore, your marriage as a gift from God must be must not be a bad one. So if it's a bad one, if your marriage is a bad one, create the cost to yourself. The blessings of God makes us rich and does not add any sorrow to it. I love this memory best. That's just why I keep on repeating repeating it. The blessings of God, it makes us Rich and does not add any sorrow to it. God is Godward, upward, onward, forward. So it's not His nature to bless you today and kiss you tomorrow. That's not His nature at all. I deliberately made it long for you to understand and not blame God again. Bring life, light, life, and truth into your marriage. And you enjoy your marriage but not endure it. Marriage should be enjoyed, not endured. God didn't give us this gift for it to be causing us sorrow and, uh, and sadness. No. There's something that you are missing. And that is what I'm teaching you. True affection is golden. Otherwise, it ends up in a blind alley or dead end street. True affection is golden. Otherwise, it... Ends up in a blind alley or dead end street. Marriage is a union between two people. It's a contrast between two families. For both of you to enjoy your marriage, you must realize you are coming from different backgrounds, cultures, education, and character personalities that have come together to achieve a goal. The key element here is agreement of minds, understanding each other, accommodating each other, complementing each other bearing each other up, good communication, etc. The most important thing is to realize that you are looking for someone who loves you for who you are and not for what you have. Your priority should not be the material or other things at all. Again, if you are looking for someone who is loving, you must, love, you, you, you must first love to attract a lovable wife or husband in your life. If you want somebody who is kind, Be kind first and attract a kind husband or wife into your life. That is the law. And ignorance about the law is no excuse. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. This is the golden rule principle. And it applies in every area of our life. In the world of mind, you can never give something you don't possess. You need to own it. You need to own it before you can give it out. Remember, life is like an echo. It gives back to you what you send out. This is the law that has eluded a lot of people. Once you learn and work on yourself and come to understand that change begins from within and start affirming and imagining for your ideal spouse. Remember, it takes people to marry. So you must always see yourself as part. Yeah, it takes two people to marry. So you must always see yourself as part of the problem and be ready to be part of the solution too. There's a perfect man or woman for you out there. There's a perfect man or woman for you out there. And the only way you can know is to connect with the power within. God created and formed you. It's the love and wisdom that created you in your mother's womb. If you fail to acknowledge this truth, Then it will seem as if God is not in your life at all. He knows you more than you do. God knows the number of strands on your hair. You don't. Many a times people want me to do their thinking for them by connecting them with their opposite sex. I tell them, it's not my duty to do that. I have a job description I work with and connecting people is not in my job description unless I feel it strongly. That is taking over God's job. Other glitters, it's not gold. I will look at the outward, but God looks within. Man looks at the outward appearance, and God looks at the inner appearance when the Bible speaks against it strongly. The fact that the world believes in that, and that's it, that's it, make it right. First Samuel 16, 7, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at it appear on its appearance or the height of its stature.'" Because I have rejected you. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Many marry, many married the wrong person. Some see the red flags, but they go into the marriage with the assurance that the person would change or they would change the person. Anyone looking for a wife or husband should feel free to use this affirmation by the Dr. Joseph Memphey. If you go into the marriage that you change your partner, you are looking for trouble because that will not work. You cannot change anyone into second edition of yourself. That will not work. And I've explained it about. So if you're looking for, genuinely looking for a wife or a husband, this is your divine right. And Dr. Joseph Murphy says, use this. It will work. And I've used it and it works. So I don't know why it won't work for you. Affirm is to say so. Affirmation is not a creation of a new situation. As I'm saying, there's a perfect man there in our world for you. There's a perfect woman. So it's affirmation that you do that will bring the two of you together by the law of attraction. So affirmation is not a creation of a new situation. No. When you were coming from the father, there was a man. God knows the man or the woman he had prepared for you. So affirmation is not the creation of a new situation, but a reverse of a negative experience in the original state. Oh, wow. Remember, God created, remember, upon creation, God declared everything as good. That is why I'm saying that if you say that your marriage is from God, it shouldn't be a bad one. If it's a bad one, trace it to you. And don't trace it to god and it works this affirmation is your divine and best right to know you haven't figured it out all this time so don't blame anyone blame yourself the only time it won't work is when they when you are full of negative emotions of anger hate bitterness uh, and all that you know the subconscious mind which is uh, In religion, it's called the hope of glory. The subconscious mind is God's nature in you. It's very pure. And if an individual is not ready to be pure, he or she is wasting his own time. Because it won't work. And being pure doesn't mean you have to... It it means you have to have the right thinking about yourself and your fellow human beings and the world at large. That's it, that is the right thinking. I behaved and played along the subconscious mind unknowingly. I imagined the kind of man I wanted and I attracted him when I was growing up. That is why I referred to Igalima Nomeza as my custom made husband of the universe. I told the universe what I wanted unknowingly and the universe listened, how wonderful, how marvelous. I attracted him. My husband at the university of ghana Libel, the only premier university in the world of africa if you happen to see my custom-made husband as great job partner right now he's tall and slim and i'm short and big we complement each other and bear each other up that's the beauty of marriage and it's all to the glory and expression of god we can't all be tall we can't all be slim, we can't all be short, and we can't all be big, etc. Whichever color you identify yourself in, that is the way our maker chose to express himself. We are not people of color, but expression of God. So the affirmation here, do it in the morning when you wake up, and in the evening before bedtime, and in the afternoon, emotional lines of qualities. Affirmation is also a prayer therapy, the statement you say to yourself you don't have to use hip-hop words or do brain repetition you don't have to do any of it so the affirmation goes I imagine in my mind the type of man or woman I deeply desire the man or woman I attract is loving, enlightened successful, honest, calm thoughtful, he or she finds me attractive and I do, I love I love to follow where he wants. I love to follow where he or she wants me to go, and he last he or she loves that too. I imagine this man or woman in my mind, and I emotionalize all the qualities he or she wants me, and I want him too. I love him or her too. These qualities are, at my, are sinking down into my subconscious mind and subconscious mind, and as I dwell on these qualities, they become part of me and saturated my whole being by the irresistible law of attraction, wherever this man or woman is. I attract this man or woman now without wavering. and my subconscious mind sees today that this comes, this desire of mine, this desire of mine comes into fortune, and it comes into it comes into fruition in divine order and I give thanks I give thanks I know he or she can contribute to my peace life endeavors and success, and I can do the same too he or she loves my ideals and I love his too or I love hers too he or she doesn't make me over and I won't make him over too there's mutual love, freedom, respect, and agreement of mind. And love that covers or conquers all things is always the center of our marriage. This is your divine best right to discover. It's your best and divine right to discover this truth. Short and powerful affirmation, but not complicated at all. Thus, if you are faithful in doing your affirmation, you report it so in your mind with perseverance and determination. Keep on doing it until you get what you want. There are no time frames. I salute my mentor, Dr. Joseph Murphy. I love him very much in the other world. And I love all my mentors too. They taught me very well. And I listened very well. And I was teaching very well. They taught me in my homelessness. Can you imagine living in shelters? Even when my three jewels were in foster care in the midst of COVID, a very excruciating time in my life, that is when my mentors in the universe were teaching me the higher truths of marriage and other things um, to be a way shower to humanity. And that's what I'm doing to you and others right now. Wow. All I say is that I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you, my mentors. Thank you. Thank you to all my mentors. This is the most exciting time to be alive if an individual understands all that is going on in our world. Be sincerely blessed and enlightened by this topic on this marriage. The book of Proverbs says, in all I get it, let us get understanding. Time to leave the garden, the garden of Eden, and make a decision. Either you want to enjoy your marriage, or you want to endure your marriage. Or you want to divorce. Which one? The ball is in your court right now. Save your marriage. Save your marriage. So enjoy your marriage with all this truth and principles. It works. It works. It works. That is why I'm taking my time to explain things to you. It works. And I don't want you to endure your marriage. I don't want you to divorce on your marriage. I want you to enjoy. So use it. Use it. This is Eagle and I'm the co-founder of Eagle Mentality. I'm a child of God, a citizen of the universe, a treasure daughter of God, a wish to to my people, sons and daughters of Africa and humanity at large. I give love to humanity and it comes back to me not only in billion folds, but in trillion folds. Can you imagine, I wish you all that I wish for myself and all the blessings in the universe, such as joy in your soul, perfect peace that passes all understanding, good health, abundance, and much more. Thank you. Thank you kindly. God bless you. God bless you